following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. On today's episode of Discussion Topics, Jaws and I uh, sit and have a discussion about preseason week two and some of our takeaways, the Baker Mayfield, Sam Darnold, QB battle being complete, Matt Rule, as well as other head coaches that are on the hot seat. We rank quarterbacks that are on brand new teams, and we talk about the Steelers QB1 position. Thank you so much for tuning in. My name is Matt Johnson, and this is the Two Point Conversation. You finally got through it, buddy. Stroking out over here, man. <laughs> Someone's got to be. Uh, how you doing, man? I'm I'm better now. I'm talking to you, so life is good. How are you? I'm glad I have that effect on people. It's about time, right? Someone's got to be happy to talk to me. <laughs> no, I, I look forward to our combos every single week, all the time. Um, you are an absolute delight. Uh, I love listening back to the to the uh to the draft episode this past from this past Monday and uh oh such good stuff such good stuff good content um well i can tell you uh i i did have i just got done doing a lesson and one of my guys was really not happy to talk to me uh one i reminded him i asked him how his college orientation went on monday and he went oh my god i missed orientation and then i was like oh so this kid walks in he's wearing an eye heart hot mom shirt which i thought was hilarious but then we're working i was like so i gotta ask what's your girlfriend shirt?" and he's like what girlfriend now some girl had shown up to the last two lessons and just kind of hung out while he was hitting with me and the last time i was like okay what's your girlfriend think of that shirt he goes what girlfriend i'll just stop talking now <laughs> damn throwing him right under the bus huh Oh, yeah. He got run over today. Poor kid. I agree. I feel bad. <laughs> I really did. Hey, it happens. Oh. That's okay. We're going to make Poor a report, though, with some discussion <laughs> topics, as we always do. A uh, lot of fun going on here today, sort of. Oh, it'll be kind of quick. It'll be kind of quick. It was a weird week. I don't know. Not a whole lot happened. Pretty quiet, right? Yeah. Yeah, pretty pretty basic week. Pretty basic preseason week. Not a whole lot. Not- not a whole lot to to really dig into, you know? No, it really wasn't. We're forcing it. <laughs> well, we're going to get an episode out for you guys. So let's start off with our preseason week two uh, takeaways. Anything you noticed uh, in, in passing, watching this weekend? Uh, anything good? Anything really bad? What do you like? Liking what you see? Uh, you're, you're breaking up a little bit. I didn't really catch what you said there. All right, hang tight. So um so yeah let's kick it off with our preseason week two uh, takeaways. Was there anything that you you liked disliked? I know the Bills put the uh, put a heart on those Denver Broncos who uh, didn't look to didn't look like they were ready to get off the the bus or the plane whatever it was. Well, I can tell you the uh, I think the entire league dropped a collective like oh shit 
sigh when Josh hit Gabe Davis in the end zone. And first off, because that play, like just the athleticism, I'm going to run. No, I'm not. Turn out, throw. Oh, look, there's Gabe Davis. And I think you heard the entire league go, oh, crap. We were hoping that one was a fluke. <laughs> and it does look like it was. Um, outside of that, I mean, preseason's so tough. Like, in, in what world do we really believe the Texans are going to beat the Rams or, you know, the the Raiders and the Dolphins are going to play to a 15-13 football game? I, like, I, I don't know. The, like, preseason is so tough. It's so tough to even get a feel especially now because you don't know who's playing and who's not. I mean, yeah, the Bills put a whooping on the Broncos. They had like 18 starters not play. Right. So like, like, and obviously it got worse when the Bills backups and then the backups backups went in and it just didn't get any better for the Broncos. That's when it really, but at that point, like you're demoralized, you know, like, oh, good. We're chasing 30 in the third. (laughs) Cool. It was, it was pretty lopsided, just a little lopsided. It's the and and the whole like get, getting takeaways and stuff is so tough because, you know, I mean even team to team like, okay, so you got a guy a backup quarterback who's playing with the first teamers looks like a stud. Is that the system? Is that the the guys he's playing around? And then like oh, so maybe maybe there's a quarterback out there who plays well enough he gets traded and gets a shot somewhere, right? And then he's a bust. Uh, I don't know, like. Does Matt, does Matt Barkley and uh, Case Keenum look anywhere near as good as they have the last couple of weeks on any other team? Probably not. Probably not. So I don't know. Preseason's just tough. Yeah. I, I'm ready. I'm ready for the regular season. I'm I'm more intrigued by like cutdowns and stuff at that. Like at this point. Yeah, I'm. That's where I'm at too. But I just I, I don't know. I was telling Brian the other day. Like I haven't watched hardly any preseason football. Like it's. I used to feel a desire. I don't know if it's, you know, it's, it's all a part of, you know, where I'm at with the podcast, but I've watched the bare minimum of, of preseason football. I've watched the two buildings. Yeah. A little bit of the Colts, not so much the lions uh, game, a little bit. I watched highlights after, but um, yeah, it's tough. I don't know. It's, it's like, I side with the players, like I'm just getting rid of preseason in a way, but, at the same time, I know that if they take away any more preseason stuff, that they're just going to add two more freaking games on the regular season and drive me insane. Um, right. But, uh, but yeah, just looking through some highlights from the weekend. Uh, really good stuff. I'm continually impressed. I think the, 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 the team I'm most impressed with is the Jacksonville Jaguars and their offense. I know they're not having a, they're not having a good preseason, right? They're 0-3. All right. Not great. Not great. But uh, I'm, seeing a brand new um, Jags offense that I'm really, really impressed about. And there's a bit of a swagger with Trevor Lawrence. So you, Brian and I talked about it yesterday on film study, but there's a whole new confidence, man. He's making really great throws and I'm glad that he's out there. He hasn't been uh, sheltered. They're not like, ah, oh, you're Trevor Lawrence. You can sit. He hasn't earned that yet. He's out there playing, throwing it down, making tight window throws, uh, taking chances. And I, I love to see it. I really, truly do. Yeah, I agree. I, I mean, there's a lot of talent over there. I mean, a lot of first-round picks, a lot of early picks. You know, I hope he does well. I do. Because right? I'm as much as I don't like Jacksonville, the city, like 
I want more teams to be competitive. Not, not that I'm rooting for another competitive team in your favorite team's division, but you know, somebody else to stand up to the Titans would be nice. Yeah, it would be it would be nice. Colts. Anyways. <laughs> Anyways. All right. So that's kind of preseason week two. You know, just some good just some decent stuff, but really a, a continuation of what we had to say last week about the quality of football. It's uh it's it's rough. It's it's rough, but it's it's piecing together. It is piecing together. Uh discussion topic number two. All right, we're gonna talk the Baker Mayfield Sam Darnold situation. I know we touched on this a couple weeks ago. Um when we started when we brought back discussion topics, just a smidge. But uh Baker Mayfield has apparently blown away Sam Darnold in the uh and the QB competition it was named QB one heading into week one, setting up a really intriguing matchup with the uh, with Baker going against the Browns. Man, can't plan it any better. Can't plan it any better. Uh, what I mean, what does this opportunity mean for Baker Mayfield? And it, and you know, is this it for Sam Darnold? Like, uh, uh, is he getting a starting job somewhere? I, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. I'll tell you that much. Uh, you're not wrong. He, uh, I don't think it's the end. I mean, it shouldn't surprise anybody that Baker came in and blew him away. There's a reason Baker was the de facto number one pick in that draft, and Darnold was not. Right. Um, you know, Darnold was in a rough situation in New York, and then, I mean, do do you ever really recover from selling somebody that a a, a division rival defensive coordinator has you seen ghosts? Like, probably not. <laughs> But uh, yeah, I mean, we're talking about a guy here who he is he is shown to be serviceable. Uh, he he will continue to have a decent career in the NFL for probably five five more years at least. Yeah. Might be a journeyman backup, but I mean, if that's my backup, it almost wouldn't surprise me if they don't, for you know, cap space purposes, you know, let him end up letting him go, maybe or maybe they hang on to him. But at the end of the year, he doesn't come back, and he ends up at a place like second chance you type thing where he goes to a place where, Hey, you know what? We think you can do okay as a backup to Pat Mahomes or Josh Allen, or like one of these top tier guys that you, Oh, he's probably not going to play, but he might learn and he might benefit from it. Right. Yeah. That's kind of where I'm at with Sam. And it's, oh, it's so, it sucks. It, it, cause I, I believed in him and, and there was a, the hype train was real a couple of years ago. I watched this dude play it, play his absolute heart out against the Broncos. I think he ended up getting hurt in the game. He might have ended up getting hurt in the game. I, I can't recall. Um, but, yeah, I watched him go on a big touchdown rush, and I was really just impressed with Sam. And then last year, everything started off really, really good. He was leading the league in rushing touchdowns for a little bit, and then it just fell off. And I was like, oh, my God, what happened? Well, I mean, he was, again, on another anemic offense, you know, Christian McCaffrey went down and all of a sudden you're like, and you, you, you could tell their game plan was give the ball to CMC. Yeah. And then he got banged up again. And now they had to retool their offense in the middle of the year because they wanted to protect CMC. So that's a big factor. That's a big factor going into this because they're saying right now, and I, I know I've been really, really down on, on CMC, like throughout all the fantasy discussions did not want him at all, but, out of the Panthers camp. And I almost feel like they're obligated to say this, but they said he's healthier than ever. He looks like he was two years ago before all the injuries started to pile up, which is a really good sign because I mean, that that's going to help out Baker make this transition easier. Right. I think I read a stat, the, the, Oh, 
twice. What was it? Four. I think the Panthers were four and three. Something. They had a winning record with McCaffrey on the field last year. And they only won one game without him. So I, I, I'm still nervous always uh, going into a season with an injury prone guy like that, but um, always nervous. But I mean, it's, it, it is, it is tough. It is tough. It is going to benefit Baker tremendously. Cause actually he's, if any, like he's really shown, I think he's had a pretty damn good uh, preseason, uh, making some really good throws. He looks good in that Carolina blue. He yeah, really he does. does. I kind of want a Jersey, but I don't want to ruin his life too. Yeah, wait, wait till he's established. All right. I thought Sam was established when I ordered his jersey. As soon as I hit accept or place order, it was all it was just downhill from there. Uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, I, I I agree with your sentiment. I think that uh, Sam Darnold does have, you know, he'll be he'll, he'll be around. He'll float around like the uh, like the Tarads, like the. Um, Nick Foles, maybe, maybe, but I, I think Listen, I, I think Carson, five years max is what is what we're looking at for Darnold right now. Unless he has Carson, kind of- Carson Wentz is still knocking around as a starting quarterback. Sam Darnold's got a shot. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for making me feel good about that. Um <laughs> some some Indianapolis some Washington fan in Indianapolis put up this big stink shitting on Matt Ryan had said that Carson Wentz is a better quarterback. I seen it on Twitter today. I'm like, this is just bad. This is just terrible. You don't know what you're talking about. Anyways, uh, but yeah, I think I, I, you know, Sam Darnold, he might get a shot somewhere. He might get signed around. You know, and and who knows? Who who knows? Did we ever think that Marcus Mariota was going to find a new starting job? I don't think we did. I, you know, and here we are. And we're talking about a dude. We're talking about a dude who, when he went from Tennessee to Oakland slash Vegas, they were like, oh, do you plan on like pushing Derek Carr for his starting job? And the dude basically like kicked back and was like, no, man, I'm good. I'm a backup. <laughs> I'm sorry. That, that should be the kiss of death for any player content with being the backup. It should be. I don't want you on this team anymore. Right. Like, And now the dude's over there starting in Atlanta. I don't know if that's a good thing for him. Like if he just sat back, studied up and learned a little bit, or if Atlanta is just that much of a crap fest, but oh, it's a crap fest right now. But uh, but I mean I understood why they why they went for Mariota but I mean there's still uh, yeah I think Darnold has like a five year cap unless he has some kind of uh, Rich Gannon type career resurgence somewhere I I don't think it's gonna happen no. um, he still thinks he's you know he could be one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL which I admire his confidence I would expect nothing less from a professional player um, whether I think it's true or not I I I admire it. Um, but I, I mean, overall, just I'm really excited that Baker gets some kind of redemption. And I don't like it's I would it's hard to call it even redemption. It, it's really hard to call it redemption because he did his job. Absolutely. He was, he was fine. And Cleveland got greedy. And, you know, now we're looking at it. You know, it, this is. Baker's chance. This is Baker's shot. He's in a really good spot. Um, really good talent around him. And I think he can I like to believe he might make a little bit of a splash this year. Yeah, I I'm looking forward to it. I'm I don't know, man. I, I like Baker. I like Baker now more than I liked him five years five five years ago. 
you know, he's, he's become sympathetic, a sympathetic character. I think. Yeah, I feel bad for the dude. He got screwed. Yeah, poor guy. I hope he goes and I hope I hope he hangs a fifty burger on on uh, on on Cleveland week on one. Cleveland. I really do. There's a part of me that's that almost wants to like go and stream him in some leagues. I think it's got to be bad. I think it's got to be really really bad when he shows yeah. up. Uh, well, I think Cleveland's going down to to Carolina, but um, I would agree with that. But uh, but yeah, good you know good for Baker Sam Darnold tough break. We kind of all seen it coming. I don't think when that trade happened that we all any of us thought that Sam Darnold would beat him out. Um, yeah, because you don't you don't make that trade like oh their Q, Q, QB competition was there. I mean you don't make that trade that they made thinking like oh this guy's going to be our backup. Right. Right. Yeah. I don't know. They 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 signed Cam Newton last year. Maybe they do. I don't make the rules. Their team was very poorly run. Um, <laughs> but speaking of very poorly run, you know, we, we we touched on Matt Rule. We talked about Matt Rule a couple weeks ago and how he's probably has the hottest seat in the National Football League this uh, you know this this year. It's it easily number one. If we didn't get a wave of firings at the end of last year that were unexpected, I don't know for uh, you know. I don't know if it's such slim picking, but I think there's a pretty decent contingency of head coaches whose positions aren't very safe right now. Uh, who are some of the, you know, I mean, we kind of go back and forth and, and who were we thinking, but uh, uh, who, who's the first to come to mind aside from a Matt rule? Um, I mean, this one's right up your alley. It's got to be Frank Reich. Yep. I mean, I, I, and I like Frank Reich. I think he's a fantastic offensive coordinator. Uh, but I mean, we've seen it time and again, fantastic offensive coordinator or defensive coordinator does not equal good head coach. You know, we've seen countless guys. I mean, the, the Belichick coaching tree is almost non-existent. They talk about it all the time, but it's almost non-existent because these dudes are good coordinators for him. And then they go elsewhere and they don't do well. Right. Um, you know, Frank Reich, great, fantastic, fantastic years in Philadelphia as a, as an OC. It was to be a head coach. Had, I mean, we we've said it for a couple of, a couple of years now. The Colts have a good team on paper. That team is really good, and when you have a team that's really good on paper and you underperform, there's only one place that get that blame gets put on the coach, yep. right? And and I I couldn't agree with you more. There's a part of me that wants to see Frank Wright go, and and I, again I love him, uh, the human being, the the coordinator, the player. A lot of special memories I know for Buffalo Bills fans, but I just. You look at his his game history and his his play calling, and like this should be a team that the roster is ready, which you know it is. That that's been the thing, quarterback away, quarterback away, every single year, quarterback away, where a quarterback should just kind of come in and and excel and be over the top. And people love to throw Carson Wentz's stats at me and and whatnot. And did he clean up? Did Frank Reich help clean up his stats? Yeah, but he also uh, didn't help clean up left-handed zero yard pick sixes um, and throwing into triple coverage. That's, that's the sort of stuff that is no bueno. Uh, Reich has, I think the Colts all in all, not to make this about, you know, my team, but I was talking on uh, my other show, Colts fans in Bill's land today or the other day. I was like, man, there's a lot of fireable offenses for the Colts this year. A lot of stuff. All right, so week uh, like looking through their schedule, week one they haven't won in week one in a long time. 
Right. It's been a very yeah. long time. I think that's yeah. how many how many paper towels have you eaten because of week one losses? Way too many. They're still lodged in there. They're they're not quicker picker up in anything in my intestinal tract. That's for sure. But they haven't won in week one in a very long time. Probably 2014, 2013. They they play the Houston Texans. All right. If you don't win week one, if this stigma of not winning week one is it, you can't beat the Houston Texans. You don't deserve to go to the year. I, no kidding. Week two, you're going down to Jacksonville. If you go down to Jacksonville and your team is not prepared and you get spanked, you should be left down in Jacksonville. If yeah, this, if, leave him in Duval. See how see how fast he gets back. Like <laughs> he can go hang out with Urban Meyer on the college football show or whatever. I don't, I don't know. I don't know. Go to go to. So I I don't care. I just if they don't make the playoffs this year, he's got to go. He's got to go. He has one. Yeah. Play, he has one playoff win in four years since 2018. Right, 18, 19, 2021. This will be his fifth year. So he has one playoff win, two playoff appearances, no division titles, which is insane considering how bad the AFC South has been. Um, he got to go. He, yeah. he have to go. Uh, and I'm, I've been ready since the end of last year. In fact, Hard Knocks made me hate Frank Reich even more as a head coach. Like, it made me sick to see his mountaintops of climbing the mountain references and analogies. I'm like, oh, my God, you're such a bitch. <laughs> and, and listen, that, that stuff is fantastic, right? Every coach has their thing. Every coach has their, you know, McDermott was trust the process. And then it was you know, playoff caliber, then, you know, I don't remember what the next step was. Like it was playoff then something else. Now it's championship caliber. Like everything, it's raising the standard, raising the bar, like trust in the process. When it works, you sound like a friggin' genius. Right. When it doesn't work, you sound like a monkey ramming your dick into a door. <laughs> I, dude, I agree. I, I 100% agree. It's, it's, it's not been good. The lead, a lot of fans from around the league see it. Um, some Colts fans are super defendant and loyal, and I don't get it. They're like, yeah, but he's had winning like th- of his four seasons, he's had bad quarterback stuff, and he's won three. He's won. He had winning records three times. I was just like, it, yeah, but it doesn't mean anything, right? It, having a reg- having a good regular season record is is great and all, but man, if you're not making that push and not taking those steps to be better. Kind of just spinning your wheels there. It's not. It's not really all that great. So Frank Reich is a definite. Um, but yeah, I, Pete Carroll to me is, is is another one. I've talked about him many times over the last couple um, for a long time, probably a well over a year or two now. It's it's okay. The game of football has outgrown him. It, it's it's happened to many all time greats, right? It's happened to. Paul Brown, when the Browns forced him out, he ended up going to create the Bengals and help create the Bengals and all that stuff. That's a long story. Uh, it, oh God, I'm forgetting the, I'm forgetting the Cowboys one now. Oh my God. What is wrong with me? I can't, the, the old, the old Cowboys coach. I'm really drawing a blank here. We're not, you're not talking Jason Garrett, are you? No, this is like, the one that uh, Ralph Wilson fired. Oh, my God. What is wrong with me? Are you thinking Parcells? No. 
Oh my god. <laughs> I'm Landry, you idiot. Oh my god. I, I was trying, man. I'm just throwing shit at the wall. Oh, you're fine. I just this has been a day. Uh it happens. I'm so disgusted with myself. Uh this is what it happens. happens. It just happens. But yeah, Pete Carroll, he's got to go. All right. His philosophy, he his biggest issue. And then he's never tried to change. Belichick has opened up and changed with the times a little bit, not completely. He's always held to his core values. Um, you know, as far as how to make a good football team work, right? A, good, a solid run game, good offensive line, great defense, and make things happen. Uh, Pete Carroll has never, I don't think he's ever really, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's, I don't think he's, he's been a great leader. Um, I, I mean, I think we're talking about a guy like, I see his name pop up one. I forget he's a head coach. Because I what we see the Seahawks once every seven years, but like I don't know, I I'm sitting here going like this dude's still employed, right? Like he's still a head coach because the Seahawks have him like have been on a a fairly decent downward trajectory, while the rest of the division has gotten so good for a long time. Yeah, I mean, I don't know, I. I agree with you. I, like this has got to be it. And he's not going to have a good year. You're, you're hanging your season on Geno Smith and drew lock. Like. It's I don't know. You, know, you, you don't have the defense you used to have. You don't have the running game. You used to have you downgraded at quarterback. So those two good receivers you have have nothing, not like not much throwing them the football. Right. Right. Yeah. It's uh it's not it's not good. And, you know, it, Pete's had a good career. All right. He's a Super Bowl, you know, champion head coach. Uh, he's made a lot of money. I I don't even think I think Russ and him had a falling out. I think that was kind of. Oh, I, I agree with that. I'm sure that was a thing. But uh, but yeah, Pete Carroll is, I think, on the hot seat list this year. And though they won't say that he's fired, there'll be a mutual parting of ways. But. Yeah, dude, you can't go into like if this year is going to be a bomb, right? It's going to be bad. You can't go into 2023 on a rebuilding team and have Pete Carroll under as your head coach. I just don't oh. think it's it, it makes sense for the future of your team that is on a steady decline while the rest I mean, of the, what, while the rest of the division is getting younger. How how do how do most rebuilds start? Fire the head coach. Yep. Like it had to happen in Buffalo. I mean, it's happened in a lot of places where the first thing that's got to go is the like, you got to cut off the head of the snake. Yep. Like, I mean, and you you want to talk you want to talk about like a full tilt teardown. I mean, look, like look at the Bills from was it 2017 2018 2017 they broke the streak or they broke the drought by fire sailing everybody that he looked at and was like you don't fit you don't fit Marcellus Dar- or Marcel Marcel Darius. One of the highest paid defensive tackles at the time. Gotta go. Fifth round pick. See you later. Who was the GM? Um, oh, oh my God. Just forgetting all the names today. Yeah. I, mean, I want to say Russ Brandon, but I think he was like a team president. Oh my God. I'm, this is going to piss me off. I've like, it's so bad. I've forgotten about him because he sucked. He was bad. He was really, really bad. Um, 
but yeah, you, I mean, you Doug have Whaley. To, Doug Whaley. Oh, God. Yeah, that's a throwback. But I mean, you have to. Right? You have to. Look at the rest of the NFC West. Young, progressive, forward-thinking football minds. Kyle Shanahan, Sean McVay, Cliff Kingsbury. Um, you know, Pete Carroll. I mean, and you, I mean, you, you could even, you could even make the argument a little bit that two of those guys could be approaching hot seat time. I mean, Shanahan, they've kind of been in purgatory over there. You know, oh. and now, you, now you got a new quarterback. Like if you know. Uh, this this running back by committee using one of your receivers as a running back split back h back x back elemental p back like I, I don't know man if you don't make a move in a division that's highly contested you're going to be on a hot seat right and kingsbury i mean with the stuff going back and forth with murray who they just committed to murray so if you two can't sort it out you're probably the one out more than likely more than likely um so, yeah, it's it, Shanahan one is interesting. I would say it if they didn't reach the playoffs, it go as deep of runs they did last year, but they're doing a huge. It's a huge gamble, huge gamble um, moving on from, you know, one quarterback to another. It, it could be yeah. it could be a death warrant. Uh, anybody else that you have in mind as possible hot seat guys? No, not really. I mean that those are like those are the big ones. Like I said, you you could talk about you know those two other guys from the uh, NFC West out there, but you know those are more. I I think both of those teams. I mean Kingsbury's been he's probably more on a hot seat than Shanahan. Right. That team starts out hot every year. What were they like? Twelve and zero the one year, and then they like sputtered to like thirteen and. Last whatever. year they started off six or seven and zero, and they lost a bunch. And they lost a ton between November and December. Yeah, and and the year before, the Hale Murray ended their season. Like right. so, they beat the Bills on that Hale Murray on that Hale Murray pl- uh, play, and then they won like two games down the stretch. Right. Like, I don't know, man. You have another year like that. I'd probably be looking to cut my head coach because <laughs> that, like, that's just that's bad. Like you, I, I understand. Like, okay, there's an issue going on. We talked about it last week with Murray and the video games and whatever. But like, you can't like your head coach can't bring the rest of the team. Like that team is talented top to bottom. That team is talented. Yeah. And you sputter after week seven every year. Tough look. And then of course, whoever the Cowboys coach is because every year is their, their year. And if you don't win it, you suck and you should be fired. So uh, he, he's an interesting one. Cause Jerry Jones has made some interesting comments about him. He, he really believes in Mike McCarthy, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. I do have one more though. I think, uh, I think, Ron Rivera's seat is pretty warm. Um, and it wouldn't surprise me to see him go at the end of this year. Uh, if this year doesn't pan out, that's three consecutive losing seasons, despite, despite one of them being a division winner at seven and nine. But uh, I, I think Ron Rivera is, uh, is, is his seat's got to be pretty warm. I think Carson Wentz is his last chance. Um Really, I, maintaining. I, do you agree? I mean, I just I don't think it's gotten any better. No, he's, he's given them moral stability, but coaching stability. Um, you know, getting these players better, like the defense, like took a big step back. Oh my God, it awful last year, and it's looking even worse this year. Like, what? How does that happen? Yeah, how does how does Chase Young go from the mo- one of the most feared defensive ends in the game to can't stay on the field? Right. But 
Yeah. The, uh, the other, I mean, I, I didn't, I don't consider him because until that franchise gets sorted out, I don't care what they do with coach. It's not going to matter. Yeah. Yeah. They might keep him on for one year. It's like a pity thing. And I don't want to like, again, riverboat Ron, great human being, great, tremendous human being. I put him in the lot, you know, the in league with a guy like Frank Reich, but uh, head coaching ability just has not been, not been there, not been there. Um, all right, so that's discussion topic number three. Discussion topic number four. Let's talk about the uh, this, the Pittsburgh Steelers quarterback one situation. All right, so there's three guys. It's more so a two two man race, I think, at this point. Two horse race. Two horse race. Mitch Trubisky, uh, and Kenny Pickett. Of course, we don't want to forget Mason Rudolph, but he's pretty much not in the equation uh, at this point. I, what I wanted to talk to you about with this is we, we, we brought this up, and I think in the group chat a little bit, but if the gap between Mitch Trubisky and Kenny Pickett is is so thin, which they say it is, right? They say that Kenny Pickett has given Mitch a run for his money in the training camp. Why wouldn't you just rip off the Band-Aid and put Kenny Pickett out there, especially with the Steelers' style of football? Do you, do you, I mean, is it is it such a bad thing? To go, I mean, Kenny Pickett will probably might probably start by the end of the season. There's a good chance, I think. Not that I'm dis- discrediting Mitch, but I just feel like one bad game and Kenny Pickett is it's gonna ride to the occasion. What are your thoughts on this? You know, do you think that you should ride with the vet uh, in Mitch, the well, the vet, uh, or go young boy? Because I look back on the bills. And I know that there's a big difference between Kenny Pickett's draft stock as well as Josh Allen, but 2018 bills, they wrote out with Nathan Peterman to kick off the season. It didn't last very long. It was Josh Allen's team after that. And he, he wrote, he, he had his ups and downs, no doubt about it. But I think, you know, as again, as much as I want to see Mitch succeed, I just, I feel like as a head coach and wanting to get your guy up to, to snuff quick, any picket season. I don't know. I, cause the thing that you got to remember about the Josh Allen thing is Josh was never meant to start, right? right? They had, they had three other guys. So they brought in AJ McCarron as well. When they named Peterman, the starter McCarron's like, I'm not a backup. And then they traded him to go be a backup in Vegas, which is just fantastic. Like that's the biggest middle. Uh, I, I call it a unicorn fist. Now it's not a middle finger. It's a, uni- it's a unicorn fist. Uh, but yeah, I mean, then, I mean, you look at the guys who played quarterback that year. I mean, they brought in all kinds of people to try to make it. So Josh didn't play his, his rookie year because they knew he wasn't ready. Right. And I mean, it's camp and it's preseason who, who has Kenny Pickett played against? Again, I haven't watched a ton. Obviously we, you know, somebody else would be a better, you know, better to answer that question. But I mean, is he picking apart third stringers? Is he picking apart guys from the USFL? Like, or is he picking apart? I mean, we we watched Mitch Trubisky last year pick apart the Bears starting defense. You know he can do it. He took a um oh my god, who was the idiot that was the coach in Chicago when he was there? Uh Nagy. Yeah, he he took Matt Nagy's offense to 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 the playoffs. He can do it. I think if you're me, if I'm if it's me, I signed him for a reason. I knew I was probably going to try to draft a quarterback. And despite how good he may look, 
one or two bad games against good stout defenses that he's not used to seeing the style of play and the speed could ruin him. I mean, it happened to, I mean, the, the, the number of quarterbacks that that has happened to over the years is incredible guys that were thrown to the wolves too soon. And again, you know, you, you can compare it to the Josh Allen situation. They tried not to. And, you know, Josh just happens to be that different breed that despite his shortcomings, he worked his ass off to get better year after year. That first year, nobody thought he was going to play out like, oh, he'll be he'll be a starter for two more years. And then you'll be looking for your next guy. Nobody, nobody really put the stock in him being who he is now. Right. You know, and I mean, this, so this kid, I would I would let him sit. I let him sit and wait your turn. You know, le- learn the game, see the game, maybe get into a couple like I wouldn't do what the Dolphins did with Tua, where it's Fitzmagic's team. And then all of a sudden, you know, you're three and that two. Terrible just blew somebody out and all of a sudden they're like, Hey, by the way, the kid's going to play now. And you're like, yeah. it's like, what? Like, was, I don't, I wouldn't do that. That was terrible. But I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm riding, I'm riding with, uh, with Trubisky here. And until he gives me a reason not to just to give the kid a chance, because, you know, again, the, the worst thing in my opinion that coaches do is take a young rookie who's never seen NFL style, NFL speed, and throw them to the wolves. And it's not like you've got bad defenses in division. You're going to see two and a half really like decent. De- I mean, even the Browns defense, their front isn't bad. I mean, they got, they can get after you. And you know, if, if you're processing slower than they're moving, miles Garrett's going to club you in the head with a helmet. True. So yeah. I, I would, and I would roll with Trubisky just, just on that. Like just to say, sit back, see it, learn it, develop get a full season, get a full off season, and then we'll see what's up next year. Right. It's, I mean, the reason why I love asking you this is because you are a coach. You've coached obviously baseball um, as well as I I would imagine some other sports too. Um, And obviously the difference between pro and high school, college, you know, all that stuff, it's, it's, it's fast, but the the philosophy is still ingrained the same. You know, I, I look back at like wrestling, um, and like my high school wrestling career, which again, not comparable to pro NFL, very, very different thing. Uh, my first year of varsity was in 10th grade and they threw me out there to the wolves. I got beat up. It was my first losing record, uh, but I turned out all right for it. Uh, when it comes to football, I guess it, it is certainly a little different. And, uh, you know, Pittsburgh still has a, they're not a team who is rebuilt, uh, rebuilding. They're kind of trying to reload. Yeah, they're retooling. They're retooling. They're they're trying to. They're still trying to win. There's no doubt about it. They're not. They're not going to waste a season to build up a quarterback. Um, you know, just have him out there and have Mitch guide him. But at the same time, I wonder. I do wonder if a year of, of that playing experience does help him. We don't know though. We we got to put into perspective a lot of things, and I, I'm probably leaning more towards the way you're. You know, you're saying it because, you know, let's take a look at the quarterback prospects of this year. They weren't high, as highly touted as they were last year. They were shoved down no. our throat because they're at the quarterback position. But uh, they weren't quite the, uh, you know, the, they weren't the prospects that they that, that last year's class was. Uh, didn't have five of them go in the first round. It was literally Kenny Pickett and then everyone else staggered throughout the rest of the draft. And, and like, what, were the, what were the two biggest things we heard about Pickett? going into the draft how small his hands were and what was the other one like he was the one that like faked the slide and scored a touchdown because the defender let up that that was him yeah Yeah. 
it's like the, those are the two big scouting points that I that I know of as a somebody who pays attention. Like I don't I, I don't harp on it. I don't like you know put the draft under a microscope. Like, but those are the two things I know about Kenny Pickett. Right. Yeah. So all hands got the got the fake slide band. Probably not the guy I'm hanging my season on right away. <laughs> right. I'm fine with it. And you know what? Looking back to at the contract situation with with Mitch, uh, it wasn't bad, right? He's getting 14. I think it's like 14 mil but, or something like that. And then there's incentives if he starts X amount of games or certain percentage of games. Right. So it's it is low risk at this point. Um, but the, the, the coach, I don't know, the 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 hard, like tough coach spirit in me is kind of like, all right, Kenny Pickett, come on down, right? Let's let's see what you're made of. Let's see if you're gritty. But you also look to a lot, you know, aside from a Josh Allen or maybe a Joe Burrow, there's been a lot of starting quarterbacks that have emerged in recent years that sat behind somebody for a year. Um, uh, Lamar sat behind Flacco for a part, you know, a part of the year. Patrick Mahomes sat behind, um, you know, uh, Alex Smith. I got Tua behind Fitzpatrick. It's, it's a different train of thought, I I guess, because, you know, I mean, Herbert got thrown into the fire unwillingly, probably a little willingly, but um, in an unfortunate circumstance, you know, I mean, Baker was supposed to be, was supposed to sit behind Tyrod. Herbert was supposed to sit behind Tyron. They got thrown to the wolves out of necessity. I mean, right. it it's not it's not an uncommon thing, you know. I guess it's not a perfect science is the best way to put it. And, and it's really not because I mean, how many guys have you know? Joe Burrow came out, started game one, day one, until he blew his knee out. He was doing just fine. Yeah, but then you look at a guy like Daniel Jones, who <laughs> I think it was only like week two or three, and then like, yeah, we're gonna see what Danny Dimes has, and. You know, we kind of went from there, but it's it's largely based on the player, you know, the coaching, the coach's philosophy and such. But I, like I said, as much as I would be like, yeah, go ahead, Kenny Pickett, uh, Mitch does offer it. And, you know, he, and, and Mitch is pretty vanilla, I think, when it comes to quarterback play. Like, there's nothing flashy. I like Mitch. Don't get me wrong. Um, but he's not like. There's not like one like special trait. There's not one thing that he's like really, really good at. No. So the opportunity will be there for Kenny he, Pickett. It, he's it, he's the right. Uh, nothing, nothing special, nothing to call home about, but he's a solid quarterback. If you, if you put Ryan Tannehill on the Steelers right now, they're a, they're a playoff team automatically. Probably. Yeah. So I agree. That's that's pretty much like, and I think that's his that's his ceiling. Like Ryan Tannehill is his ceiling, just like Ryan Tannehill is Ryan Tannehill's ceiling. Right. So. So. All right. There's that. Now let's conclude. We got a fun little one just because it was just difficult to uh, to get topics this week. Little, little, little challenging. Um, I want to take a look at the quarterbacks that have been on the move. Uh, they, they found homes in brand new with brand new teams. And, you know, we're a little bit closer. We've, we've seen them in preseason. Uh, at this point, and I wanted to kind of rank. I'm trying to find the picture I did. Here it is um, of some of the players that are on new teams, and just give a little rank as to who you think from top to bottom. You you know will have a the best uh, the better successful year. We'll go all the way through. So I have eight um, in front of me, and there could be there's probably more a little bit, but anyways, Baker Mayfield, Russell Wilson, 
Carson Wentz, Deshaun Watson, Mitch Trubisky, Drew Locke, Marcus Mariota, and Matt Ryan. Let's go through this together. So who would be your number one as far as stats, uh, what they're going to do for their team? How would you let's let's or you know, let's go let's work backwards. Let's make this interesting. Number eight. Whoever starts for the Browns. This and this will be the only the only part that like the only one that's not kind of fitting a mold for me. Um, but I mean the Browns are just such a train wreck right now. They like I'm sorry, Amari Cooper and Donovan Peoples Jones or whatever the hell that dude's name is. Yeah. You know, and then you got who's a Jacoby Brissett probably for right now until Watson gets back. Yeah. And I mean, by the time Watson gets there, they might be they might be two and eight, two and you know, two and nine, whatever, four and four and eight, whatever it is. Like you're not going to be the shot in the arm they need to, in that division to do anything. So whoever starts for the Browns is de facto the bottom of the barrel. So there it is. Number eight. Deshaun Watson. I'm in agreement with that. Uh, it's going to be a too little, too late difference. Uh, I don't think that the Browns can achieve, uh, you know, it can get into a place where Deshaun Watson is going to come in and save the day. It's just, there's just no way. Nope. Not in that division, not with their schedule. Not with that team. Not with that team. So Deshaun Watson, we agree on number eight. And that's strictly because of the suspension. If he's getting a full season, he's probably up a little bit more. I, I would say he's in the upper half. At the very least. All right. You're number seven. All right. So Deshaun Watson's off the board. Baker, Russ, Wentz, Mitch, Drew, Mariota, or Ryan. Uh, this has got to be Wentz for me. Again, a, a tough situation. Not impressed with him last year. And he's on a, a worse team. Uh, he, he took – you took a guy who somehow found a way to take it – like to take a step back on the Colts – from 47-year-old with all 19 kids and Philip Rivers, love Philip Rivers. But, I mean, like, listen, if he was Philip Rivers with a better arm, you guys are going to be fine. And he right. found a way to go backwards. Yeah, Carson Wentz. Okay. I'm going to put Drew Locke at seven. That seems like a layup. I don't know. I've People really still buy the hype of Drew Locke. I just don't. I don't. I've seen it. I, I've 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 played that 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 song, um, put on for my city that he was rapping and and shucking and jiving to on the sidelines. I've, I I listen to it. It's it's pretty cool. It's a special moment for Drew Locke, but that's all he's known for. <laughs> Other than that, like in, I, Denver's been a mess. We're we're not going to disagree with that, right? Uh, whatever their last head coach's name was, who cares? Uh, not great, not great system in place. So I have to put Drew Locke here. I don't think he's in a winning situation at all. It's it's him or Geno Smith, and I just I, I have little faith in Drew Locke that Drew Locke is going to be able to keep this team uh, in any kind of competitive position, whether it is him or Geno Smith. But, um, yeah, Drew Locke at the bottom. He would be at the very bottom if it wasn't for Watson's suspension for me. I um. So my my next one is Mariota. I actually have Locke a little bit higher than that. Do you? Okay, uh, just, I like just a hair. So I have, so my next one's Mariota again. Um, a dude who came out and said, "I want I'm I'm good being a backup." He he's now the head guy of a franchise that just again in shambles. He's got a couple weapons. I don't know if he'll be able to use them. 
I don't know if they're better or worse than what he ever had in Tennessee. I, I just don't think Mariota's got it. Yeah, I'm, this is where I'm going to put Mariota too. Um, there's really, I mean, they have that Desmond Ritter. There's not that he's he looks like he's an old man. Um, but Mariota's, yeah, he looks like baby baby using an old man filter, or an old man using a baby filter. One of the two. He's literally a stopgap, right? He's 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 a guy who's just supposed to come in, get the job done. I think he's on a one or I think he's on a one year deal, whatever it is, uh, and just try to make it work. Just try to make it happen. Uh, get the team through the year, and then and then go from there. Mariota's talented, but he's injury prone. I Ritter will be starting by the end of the season, so agree. I I agree with that at number six. Uh, this is where I got Drew Lock now. Um, and actually, I I have one extra guy in here that we'll get to in a minute. But uh, so this is where I have Lock, and it's only because he's got two talented receivers that are going to help him out. And I think not only are they better than what he had in Dallas but they're going to be on the field more than the guys he had in Dallas who just couldn't stay healthy. All that boils down to. <laughs> yeah. He met Denver listeners. Yeah. Just so you know, totally not Dallas. All right. So that, right. No, you're good. Uh, that was our, it's our number five, right? Number six. No, this is number five. Um, I'm going to place. This is where I'm going to place Mitch. Same. Oh, wait, well, again, hold on. Again, I'm, 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 I have one extra person than you do. I have nine. Let me just make sure we got this. I got this right. So Watson at eight, Lock at seven, Marriott at six. So okay, so Mitch at five. I'm putting Mitch at five. Um, I think he's gonna be. You know, we just talked about. Him. I think he's gonna be fine. Okay, nothing flashy. Uh, he's a guy. He reminds me of the Steelers quarterback that they had when they went to the Super Bowl in the nineties. I think it was Neil O'Donnell. Just like he could get you some wins. He won't. I don't think he'll lose, but he can, he can win and, and, and hold up. Just uh, just don't turn the ball over. Don't put the team in a disadvantage and Mitch can do some stuff. So yeah. I'll put I'll put him at five. Uh, so he's technically my number five. Also, I'm again a number behind you here. So Trubisky, uh, my number five again, uh, he'll be fine. I mean, and and if Kenny Pickett goes here, it means he's doing better than Trubisky, which means he belongs in the same spot. So perfect. Right. Agreed. Agreed. All right. Number four. This is where I have Carson. All right. Carson is, you know, it, he is what he is. This training camp has been brutal on him. Uh, really not not great. Missed bad accuracy issues, overthrowing guys, underthrowing guys. Uh, Carson does have a little bit to offer, but not much. And my reason for putting him ahead of a guy like Mitch is that Mitch is more likely to get pulled from a starting job than Carson based on pay, based on backups, right? Based on the whole entire situation. Washington is not going to run to back to Taylor Heineke. And they just lost their, their other their rookie, Matt Coral or not Matt Coral. Uh, no, Matt Coral isn't. Carolina, my fault. Uh, Sam Howell's okay. These are like the third string, but the situation's not, you know, not brilliant there for uh, for to make a switch out. And Carson's gonna probably be the guy all year. So, Carson at four. Uh, my number four, I have Trey Lance. I mean, he's not on a new team, but he's been named the, the starter officially. Right. And I'm a big Trey Lance fan. 
Uh, the only reason he's at four and not any higher for me is because he's unproven. Um, I have a lot of, uh, maybe this is all you can call Homer on me on this one, but there are a lot of, you know, a lot of comparisons to a Josh Allen style of player, big arm, some accuracy questions, but he's got a little bit of, little bit of, you know, experience under his belt now. And I've heard he's made some decent throws and look good again. You can only put so much stock in camp and the story's coming out of it, but there's a lot of talent on that roster, man. It's, it's a solid defense. They've always had a good running game, and he they got a couple of really solid receivers. Oh, a pretty decent tight end to boot. I think, I think Trey is going to surprise some people. Okay, I dig it. I dig it. My number three is where I'm going to place Baker Mayfield. Me right? too. And I think he, there's actually a shot for him to be number two. I think there's a real world possibility for him to be number two. Uh, I am excited for Baker. He is surrounded by talent he has a you know sometimes you need to take a step back to take a two steps forward is that uh, something like that that's the phrasing sometimes you gotta get punched in the mouth to to kind of get you know to to realize what needs to be done and the fact that he whitewashed basically sam darnold out of his starting job um no brainer played really really good played smart and if christian mccaffrey plays healthy i could see him being uh i could see him going up to number two in my opinion Oh, God, yeah. I I mean, and we're talking about a kid who, and I've said it before, has probably the best play-action fake in football, bar not. I mean, this dude's play-action is so damn good that the camera gets fooled. Yeah. Dude who's not supposed to move until he knows where the ball is, is moving with the running back, and they're like, oh, crap, and has to, like, jump back to the quarterback. And then by then, he's letting the ball go. Right. Put him with, I mean, and Nick Chubb is good. Kareem Hunt is good. Like, they're a great one-two punch, whatever. But you put the two of them, uh, either one individually, a healthy CMC is better. So that's only going to help him out more. And I agree with you. He's number three, if not number two. Yeah, I yeah, absolutely. My number two is Matt Ryan. Um, Matt Ryan, again, I could see the swapping. I think Baker has better weapons overall than, than Matt Ryan has to deal with. Matt Ryan's plus is that he's cerebral. He's smart. He can go out there and uh, and, and, and put people in the right position to to make plays. There's always that, you know, that nervousness. I'm excited, though, for Matt Ryan. I think based on his pedigree, based on his history, his accomplishments, he's number two. But, you know, if if things don't go well, if these weapons, if these wide receivers and tight ends don't pan out the way that the Colts need him to, uh, I would have Baker jump him. Yeah, and I have I have Ryan at number two. And it's, I mean, a, a big reason that he's not number one is because the weapons around him don't really you know, don't really pass the eye test for me. And again, he's more proven than Baker, which is why he's right now ahead of Baker. Right. Really what that boils down to exactly what you said. He's, he's a smart player. He showed, you know, in seeing him out on the field in preseason, he showed he can still do it. He's, he can still make the throws. It's a, you know, he, he's going to, the make and break is going to be the team around him. For sure. And then lastly, of course, number one, I think we're both in agreement of Mr. Russell Wilson. Hard not. Uh, hard not to, hard not to, uh, Love him or hate him, you know. I think he's had a pretty solid career. I, I do. You know, we we've conversed about my feelings on Russ, but he's got the core. He's got the he's got the the foundation to be successful, uh, and 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 makes you know make some things happen for Denver. I don't know if they get the playoffs this year. I, I maybe another year or so, get things underway, get the defense built up. They they probably could. They probably could. If anybody's going to be able to do it, though, it is Russ. Yes, and he, I mean. He's got solid weapons. He's got a solid running game. 
there. They got a couple solid running backs and, you know, Jerry Judy unproven, but, you know, a lot of potential there. Corlin Sutton, same thing. I mean, he's, if these guys can stay on the field, he's going to have targets. He's got a running game to help him out. And I think that defense is a little bit better than people give him credit for. I think last year, I, you know, that defense kind of ran to the same thing Carolina did. An anemic offense, couldn't really stay on the field. They got tired. They got beat up at the end and looked worse than they were. I don't think that'll be the case. I think Russ gives them that shot in the arm. Uh, it would have been nice to see Noah Fant still there. Oh, but yeah. beggars can't be choosers. That was probably the worst day of that dude's life. Like, hey, man, do you hear, uh, do you hear Russ is coming to Denver? What? Yeah, uh, unfortunately, you were part of the trade to get him here. Oh, well, Seattle's got to be making a move for a quarterback, right? Well, yeah, they did. You and Drew are going together. Mother, just I'd have retired. I'd have retired on the spot. Like on I'm the out spot. on the spot. Oh, gross. Um, but that's it, everybody. That is our top five. That's how we rank our, our eight quarterbacks on brand new teams. Jaws, thank you, buddy. I know today was a little hectic getting everything sorted out, scheduled, and whatnot. But I appreciate you as always. I hope you know that. Of course. I'm happy to be here. You know, happy to help the ball club. You know the drill. Absolutely. All right, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. And on behalf of Jaws and I, till next time, the two-point conversation is good. Yeah, spot. Look at the end.